0: All right, welcome everyone. It is time for the All Bound Awesomeness Podcast, inbound, outbound, marketing, sales, all of that kind of good stuff uh, right here, brought to you by Impressive Solutions. And today I have a very fantastic, super smart, very passionate guest, Kevin Rowe. Uh, Kevin is the founder of PureLink, an enterprise link building solution and a product focused SEO, developing industry-leading programs for SEO and link building. He has built world-class programs for a range of companies from Fortune 100 to Silicon Valley startups. He is a thought leader with his thoughts being published in Search Engine Journal, Fast Company, Forbes, Huffington Post, and search engine land. Over a decade, Kevin has worked on SEO, link building, and analytics programs for enterprise clients like Hyatt Hotels, Kaplan University, Groupon, VMware, the Hartford, Coca Cola, and so, so much more. Kevin, thank you for being here. Welcome.
1: Thank you for that great intro.
0: Thank you. Well, just thank you. I'm really excited about this interview. you have a lot of really great stuff to say. We've had a really great conversation, uh, within the past week or so. And so I'm really eager to bring some of that good stuff, uh, to our listeners. So we'll, we'll jump right in to something that I know you're really passionate about, uh, SC ocean can tell us about this.
1: Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, one of my big focuses right now is raising awareness in the seo commution uh community <laughs> seo commution ocean and community me- mel- melded together the seo community about ocean plastic pollution um so you know i've i've spent a lot of time you know marketing purelink and and the company but i felt i realized i had an opportunity to include um include a lot of my Passion with ocean pollution in that right, so use that to raise awareness. Come up with new ideas and solve helping solve problems. And as I solve these problems or have ideas on how to solve these problems, how do I share those with other people? Um, so hashtag se ocean is is um, my campaign to raise awareness in the SEO community specifically around ocean plastic pollution. One big thing I do want to um, you know. Bring to attention if you haven't already heard about it, is the garbage, um, the Great Garbage Patch, so the Pacific Garbage Patch, and that's a um, that's like a hundred mile square miles of garbage floating. It's like a pile of garbage floating in the Pacific Ocean. Um, you know, it's just it's it's devastating. And so um, w- another thing that I wanted to bring up was, um, you know, and we, we, we met at PubCon. I, I started to print 3d, um, 3d printed recycle ocean plastics, uh, for trade show swag instead of creating and using, um, uh, traditional swag, which a lot of times reality is it ends up in the trash. So I'd rather start making SU, uh, swag out of recycled ocean plastic that we're pulling out of the trash. Right. I think that's going to be a really important component. Um, I think that's that could be a really important thing when it comes to stopping the pollution before it even gets to the ocean. Not just pulling the, the plastic out of the ocean, but stopping it before it actually goes there. Um, so I will actually be publishing, uh, you know, I haven't uh, finished it yet, but I'll be publishing and documenting how I went about printing these 3D products out of recycled ocean plastics. It's very simple. And where to get all the products so that you can do it yourself, and even some um, some potential vendors. Uh, so this is a really important. I think that, I think if we can stop people in trade shows that are going to trade shows from using um, uh, material that's just going to end up in the ocean or garbage, that's going to be really. Uh, I think that's that would be a big win in general in, in the in the marketing community.
0: No, uh, I definitely agree, and it's it's really refreshing and makes me really hopeful talking to a, pur- a purpose-driven entrepreneur, particularly in the marketing space. Um, it's uh, it's really great to be able to raise that awareness and be able to, you know, when you go to these conferences, you go to these events, like at PubCon, people are giving away all sorts of shenanigans. And you're right, so much of it just goes right in the trash. Um, having something not not walking out with that and not making it worse is <laughs> something that's very
1: refreshing and i think more memorable as well like yeah the idea you're going to remember this campaign more so than that pen you have that had the company's name on it or um that squ- squishy ball that you know the mm-hmm. stress ball that people are going to have on their desk the the campaign itself can reach further and i think also resonate a lot better with an audience
0: I definitely agree. No one's going to be throwing out throwing that out, um, but the pen that probably breaks within the first five minutes of use. <laughs> <laughs> we should find a way to melt down those crappy pens.
1: And turn or or the chargers, life. you know, the chargers that die after two uh, after you try to recharge them twice, and then you end up throwing them in the trash. Yeah, I've yeah. I've, I've 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 committed that crime, but you know, uh, I'm trying to fix it. Yeah.
0: No, it's something that we all need to atone for. I think. So you're passionate about a lot of things. What else are you passionate about?
1: Uh, Product marketing and automation. So those are two big things. Um, Product marketing for me is really about understanding your audience, what they need, what their passions are, um, what their problems are, and then solving those problems. So product, I've always resonated with product marketing and product management. Uh, The other is automation. And, um, uh, well using automation to fight obesity. Um, so I actually didn't, I didn't tell you this. My brother died a little over a year ago. And so, um, he, he died from obesity related problems. Um, and that I, I, you know, I started to realize that all these problems with, with our health and our obesity, like start in the kitchen. And so our relationship with food automation and what we're seeing, like with chat GPT and, and other tools right now, automation tools and AI, um, there's there's ways that we can solve these problems, right? Through um, um, removing steps, using automation to remove steps, to remove friction between us and the lifestyle we want. And so um, I'm actually, you know, on the side, I'm building a, a software um, I call uh, Life Kitchen to... Automate the autom. This is something I've been working on for a little while. Far from able to roll it out, I'm not marketing it right now. But I just want to you know explain how important I think this is. Um, um, Automating tracking our food inventory in the pantry and freezer and fridge so that we can automatically identify the types of foods that we have and have it recommend a healthy. Um, meal plan right a lot of us make bad choices on food when we um, at the end of the day when we're decision fatigued decision fatigue and stress creates a lot of bad decisions and so um i think that automation i think that automation is going to be the solution for a lot of that a lot of these problems um so productization and automation together so um you know for me health related things and and everything kind of works together in a big mesh You know, I try, I try to like make a connection between everything I do and all my passions. But, um, um, you know, for me, uh, finding solution, product, product marketing and product management is about identifying problems, finding solutions. Automation is the solutions.
0: Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. And I'm so sorry for your loss.
1: Sorry Um, to just break that on you, by the way. I know we didn't prepare for that beforehand, but I just, you know, it's part of my passions. One of my passions.
0: No, and it um, it's really fantastic. You have so many great ideas and so much amazing, like just amazing energy, rattling around in your brain, just putting out all these great ideas. Uh, and one of the ideas that we had talked about a bit when we met at PubCon was about productization, and you've you've touched on it a little bit talking about automation. Um, how you know? So in terms of product productization. What does that mean to you?
1: It means a lot. So it, it, there's two types of productization. Agencies traditionally have tried to productize their services, right? So simplify the services, standardize processes and procedures, and the deliverables. Moving away from an hourly base solution, right? Selling hours for, versus building technologies and products to solve problems. So there's two. Productization comes in, you know, I think... The, Two different buckets, really. Agencies, content marketing firms. Like I have, I have a large background working in. Um, uh, I have a background working for large agencies. Um, you know, i pretty large uh, enterprise accounts, um, and we were always doing hourly based stuff. Everything was hours. Get people in, get smart people in, put you know, and help them solve problems. Right. That's what that productization is: identifying those problems ahead of time and then building a solution to solve them. Right, so um, I I think founders really need to look into productization more. Even if you're an agency owner, Um, I've talked to, I've been, I've talked to a lot of um, agency owners and executives that, well, one, they're taking a hit in this market right now, right, and um, um, some of them don't have the margins, or they have to let some of their staff go or um, whatnot because. And when you're working an hourly rate based so when you're working in an hourly rate based scenario, um, you're going based on people's hours. So if you lose a ton of work, you have to let people go. That is a terrible, terrible model. You need that, you need to be able to keep people even in a downtime, right? You don't want to lose your best people, spend all this time training them, and then um, then they're not there. I think I think that's like a travesty. So productization really helps to solve that. You'll see, you know, you'll see a lot of um, product and technology companies really weathering the storm. Um, not always, of course, you know, but a lot of them can weather the storm more so than an agency when they take a hit, right? You can go six months, maybe even a year, before you have to uh, let somebody go. An agency, if you lose half your client business tomorrow, you potentially could lose half your staff tomorrow. Um, that's probably an extreme number, but, um, but productization is the solution to a lot of these problems.
0: So would you say there are any downsides?
1: There's so many, unfortunately. So, um, um, you can't accept every client I think is one. And uh, that was the hardest thing for me to realize when I started PureLink, Um, before that I was doing a lot of enterprise, uh, enterprise, SEO, PPC, advanced web analytics. Um, you know, 90% of it, 80, 80% of it was probably SEO and advanced analytics. Um, you know, so I was taking on clients and then I would come in and solve the problems for them. I would develop a program, whether that's, you know, using all these tools that I have, right. And then I would build a team and then, uh, build a process and then the team would solve you know, work on implementing to solve that problem in the way that I have designed it. So, um, I was able to work on a lot of different projects doing that. It's not like that when you productize. Uh, productization, you are focused on a very finite persona and you're looking to solve their problem. And if you get it wrong, if you get that problem wrong and it's not right, even if you're going, even if you're prototyping and going to market slowly and doing a, te- uh, a test MVP or prototype, um, you can still get it wrong when you try to go, um, you go mass market, right, or mass market, depending on what that means. So, I think there's a lot of inherent risks. It's slower moving. You can't learn as fast as well. Um, you know, I, I, which I, I do understand that. So, there are solutions to those problems, though, when it comes to productization. Um, I, I think that um, number one is test fast, right? Go to market and test fast. Build multiple solutions at once. Um, And then I really, I've, I at one point tried to start a business around this, um, this, this idea, but I am a big fan of getting as much information upfront as possible, creating microsites, uh, informational microsites, and then testing people's engagement with different types of of content. And then as they engage with that content, I mean, you're doing paid promotion of the, of the, the, content uh, organic promotion a little bit. But a lot of it's going to be paid social ads, uh, Google ads potentially, and then even content marketing um, through uh, uh, distribution on uh, industry websites, things like that. So you want to get as many people as possible, understand their persona, and then uh, test all of it. Tag the tag the heck out of this website. So you understand all the content that people are engaged in. What are their problems? So you, you can... You, You can actually put in the problem solutions right in there or or FAQs, and then make sure you understand uh, um, uh, if you have it tagged up properly, you can really measure exactly where people are engaging, right? That's 101. But um, I I think that can help you be more confident going to market. Um, And then the other component is if you have an agency... Um, you can test out those products in a uh, with your existing clients a lot faster. That's another solution. So if you have an agency and you're trying to go, uh, uh, trying to productize, um, uh, you know you have a better ability than if you're just going to market and you don't have an audience base built in. So I think that's going to be um, a good solution to those problems.
0: Did you know that I'm an author? That's right. I have a new book out the inbound marketing machine, unlock the secrets to B2B marketing strategies that convert. While marketing teams struggle to agree on what strategy actually looks like, this book gives you a holistic framework for content creation and distribution that converts more contacts, nurtures more leads, and benefits the bottom line. Get your copy exclusively on Amazon. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read it for free today. So in terms of your experience... You know, as you've talked about PeerLink, peer we've talked about productization, we've talked about some of your other business endeavors. Uh, wondering what other, if let's say I was about to launch a new endeavor, uh, what are some kernels of marketing and or sales advice you'd want to offer that we haven't already discussed?
1: Um, let's see. Focus on Enterprise. I think that's going to be a big one. I have pushed so many people to not focus on small business solutions, especially if it's your first product. Find larger businesses that you can sell these solutions into. Um, you know, I, you know, we have contracts that I've, I, I've, I've implemented pro- programs against contracts that were uh, when I first got started, like the five hundred thousand dollar a month uh, programs, and then very quickly realized that. Um, I knew how to scale one build teams and scale, which was really important, but that gave me an opportunity to focus on these enterprise markets, which had those bigger contracts. Then I started working on programs, 55,000 a month, right? 25, 50,000 a month. Um, you know, you have the ability to really build out, um, and test things with those budgets, right? You can, you can learn more a lot faster and you don't, um, you, you can spend more time building the teams, focusing on their trainings, solving the problems for the client instead of bouncing between ten different clients or twenty different clients, um, and only doing ten percent, you know, um, great work on that, right? So, I I think that focusing on enterprise and not small business, at least early on, is a great. I think it's a great way to get started you can even sell in a service you start out with a service and then start to build a technology or, or systems around those services once you've sold it into the enterprise. when you do that in a small business it's a, it's a lot slower moving um, and then after, you know in order to do that become a known expert in in your field. Um, now that doesn't mean become a, a an influencer that um, you know is, is uh, you know a high-end influencer with thousands of uh, followers. Um, you can be a, as long as you're known as being somebody that actually, as long as you're known as somebody that is a quote unquote expert in the field, um, you know, which means you're discussing some of the major problems in the field. You're helping, you know, communicate, um, the solutions for those problems. Um, you're showing, and not a lot of it is giving away your expertise for free. A hundred percent, like everything, not like it's not even holding back a little bit. It's giving away a lot. Um, but you don't necessarily need to build a huge audience to find that getting, uh, having the ability to, uh, having people and publishers trust you to, um, to publish on their websites. Right. And that's how I've gotten on search engine land, search engine journal and fast company is there, there's a trust there. Um, so, uh, I think be don't, you don't have to be an influencer, but become a known expert.
0: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So in terms of, so if that's the things you'd recommend, what are some mistakes you see folks making when it comes to their sales and marketing?
1: Selling things they couldn't deliver on hundred percent. Um, that's, uh, don't get me wrong. I've made that mistake too. Um, but you gotta learn from that one. That's a hard one because you don't just hurt your reputation, you hurt your team and you, you can create higher turnover. Right. So, um, um, I have personally hired a well interviewed and hired well over a hundred marketers, SEO and link builders, um, you know, for my companies directly. And then also while I've helped build teams for, for other companies, um, and when you sell in something that you can't deliver on, the team gets stressed out, and you're holding, trying to hold them accountable. You have to come up with a new um, uh, metrics to hold them accountable to new, new system of uh, of of goals of of milestones, and it is stressful. When you can standardize, um, um, you know, if you sell something you know you can deliver on, and it fits within your standard processes, your procedures, your guidelines, or systems. Um, your team's going to be happier, you're going to be more efficient and um you're going to be a lot less stressed as a as a founder and owner.
0: Makes a lot of sense and you know, if thinking back to some of the early days of Team Impressa feels a little familiar. Not going to lie. We've all
1: done it. We've all done it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just oh. all of
1: Yeah, and if you haven't done it you, that's great. You probably have a lot of experience, but if you've, you know, a lot of people have started their own business, they've, they've made that mistake and uh, it's hard. It's a hard lesson learned.
0: It is. So which businesses do you think are doing it right?
1: Well, I think there's two. Um, well, there's, there's two I want to call out just because um, they're in the SEO space, but there are a lot of businesses doing, um, uh, doing things right from a product perspective, right? So not selling, not selling in things they can't deliver on and, um, productization. So, uh, Ahrefs and conductor have always been pretty oppressed with, um, so Ahrefs, Tim soul, um, he's done an amazing job. They have a great product, you know, but Tim's been able to like really, you know, develop a, a proper go to market strategy. Like he's doing it right. Not just the company, the company's doing it right. And he's got a great product to work with and he's doing it right. Um, but they, they focus on, uh, smaller business programs for sure, but nonetheless, it's, it's not an enterprise, it's not complete enterprise play, but enterprise use it. Right. And it's a great tool. I love it. Conductor is the other one, Seth, um, uh, I hope I didn't get that wrong. I, I, but he's the, he is the founder, um, he's the CEO of conductor founded it. Um, you know, they have an interesting story. And they were actually a link building company in like 2011, I believe, I don't know the exact dates, prior to Conductor being a, an analytics company. And they also have a, a marketing arm as well. Um, they they were a link building company, they pivoted out of that and started to focus on the technology, right, productization. So I think that um link building is definitely a tough space to go into and and back then everyone was doing a lot of bulk-based link building paid link building schemes and when it was working until penguin hit um uh, you know various other updates but a lot of that came in and then people's um uh, a lot of link building programs tanked right so i think i don't know for sure but it seems like one of the reasons they've pivoted was uh such a long time ago it's a big part of their story now but um um, one of the reasons why they pivoted was um, the analytics side is a lot more scalable, and there was a need for it too, right? And and they also focus on the enterprise side of SEO. So I like what they do because productization and enterprise focus, like they're just getting that right. I love it. Um, he's the the team there is doing a great job, and I know they have a they're they have a um, pretty great product team over there too. So you see they're doing new feature launches and. Uh, you know the features really tie into solving problems for their clients and their their you know their known client base and not just for new clients, right? So um, I, I think keeping an eye on those two from um, uh, from a technology perspective in the search industry, uh, content marketing and SEO industry, I think they're they're doing it right.
0: Nice. So in terms of we're talking about the businesses doing it right. What kinds of trends have you been watching in terms of sales and marketing that you're getting a little excited about or wary of that you might want to, uh, hit your star on?
1: One of the, I think the biggest thing right now is podcasting. Um, you know, there, well, there's a lot of trends happening right now. Um, you know, podcasting, I think is definitely a big one. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot too, Podcasting versus long-form content creation, and what is helpful content, right? Um, podcasting, I think, um, is is an awesome tool, but there's also what I'm realizing other um, which I've you know we've already always known um, uh, helpful content marketing, creating like unique case studies, doing studies, right, that nobody's produced, finding data that's really helpful to the market. That stuff takes a lot of time and i i know there's a lot of people moving into podcasting but i th- think that we can't uh, we we have to not ignore the you know the tried and true content marketing component right case studies um uh unique studies unique data points um uh, finding insights that uh, that that nobody else has and that takes so much freaking time it takes to- so much time to do so um i i don't i you know I don't personally, I, I think I don't wanna chase, I wanna see where this podcasting stuff goes before I would scale that up, right? Um, but it's a lot of great information is coming out in podcasting. However, it's be, one of the downsides I think is it's hard to search through all that content, right? So I'm hoping somebody solves that problem. I think that's going to really help to scale up the value podcasting can have on solving that problems. Because I think that there's, there's, um, or at least being, being easier to filter through and search, you know, through a lot of this content. Right. So, so huge opportunity in podcasting right now it's growing. Um, also there's like, I, I heard a study that, or at least a number rather that, um, most podcasts don't get past eight episodes. So if you do 10, you are actually in the top ten percent of podcasters. Huge opportunity in this market, hundred um, percent. Um, but you know, but I think there is still some challenges there in in um, uh, some major challenges in like creating really high value content, or at least being able to make it easily to find, easy to find.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. That statistic, that what is it? That you know, ten the ten episode mark. You know, you're episode number seven, right? <laughs> we better keep going. <laughs> Got to step on the gas with this. So we're going to do a hard pivot really quick to talk about uh, PureLink. Tell us about PureLink. What do what you do? You talked a little bit about who you work with. Just give us the whole, the whole skinny.
1: Sure. So PureLink is an enterprise link building solution. Um, started in 2018. And since then, we had over a 3,000% growth. Uh, almost 3,000% growth. Uh, so um, uh, I went to market very softly with that. I had my enterprise agency role holdings and um, we're, we were doing you know SEO, advanced web analytics, all that stuff. Then um, I had a problem where all the link builders we were hiring to do links, uh, to build links for our clients were doing trash work. I was like, I, I can't keep doing this. I got to build my own solution in house. So I did. And then I realized, well, we have a product, or at least um, you know, a, a, re- a resemblance of a product, rather. Um, so I started to build that out further, right? And um, we had a specific audience we were going for at the time, but since then, I've pivoted a, a slightly a few times. So initially, we started out by you know, leveraging relationships with publishers that we already had to secure links on, which worked great, still works very well. Um, but then there's, um, um, you know, we've had the need to launch other solutions, other products. Right. So we have now three products, um, pure context, pure context is a, you know, it's one of our more scalable, um, context-based link building solutions, right? It's made for companies that, um, really want to ensure they get links in a given month. There's a lot of people that just want predictability in link building. Uh, then we have Naturalink. Um, so Naturalink, I, I s- launched this solution because um, there's certain types of link building tactics people really gravitate to. The SEO industry is, uh, if you ask 10 SEOs, what's a good link building tactic? You will get 15 different answers. <laughs> um, um, and so I realized that, you know, I realized that year one of launching PureLink, right? And, and so I started to launch these other solutions for uh, um, very heavily for our enterprise based clients that wanted specific types of link building that they were ensuring were white hat and passed Google's sniff test, right? That, that, um, um, that uh, Google doesn't say the type of link building to, technically that, that is the right type of link building, except for one, um, which I'll explain in a moment. And then we launched Ernie. So Ernie is our earned link solution. So that's how we recommend content and distribute that content in order to earn links. Right. So that means you're not, you're not really asking for them. You're just creating something that fits inside of a specific audience and then share it to that audience. Sometimes it's paid marketing, social ads, um, um, content syndication. And then as that gets picked up, right, it starts to get links naturally. um, so Ernie was, was um, a solution focused on a group of SEOs. We have a specific persona that enterprise SEOs that, uh, um, that are struggling, like they're very specific on what type of link building they will do, and it's only the type that Google has said to do. So John Mueller actually, he's come out and said, he's been actually great lately, um, last few years about, providing more information about what type of link building is um you know would be approved for or not approved rather but they condone i guess you could say um he's never said that but but like those words so i don't put words in his mouth but um, um they have definitely pushed and all the content has said earn links by creating great content don't pay for links don't um and i guess technically don't outreach or try to trade links or do anything like that to game the system. So, um, if pure link are, you know, uh, for me, what, what we've really focused on right now is rolling out new solutions that fit a changing market and the market's changing pretty fast in SEO. It always has.
0: Yeah. It's something that you really need to be on the pulse of to be able to act appropriately and take the right steps. Um, a lot of, a lot of news ends up being old news really quick when it comes to search. percent. Um, so we're kind of at time, but what did we miss? Did we miss anything?
1: Um, I do like to reiterate SEOcean. You know, I think, I don't think we missed anything, but I really do want to leave people thinking about that. Um, and go just quickly deeper into um, using 3D recycled ocean plastics for trade show swag. Um, you can get yourself a 3D printer and do it, or you can make, you can uh, find a local 3D printer or even 3D printing companies online and uh, submit them plans that you can make using um, Shaper 3D. is a great software for an, a tablet that's an intuitive base 3D modeling software. Um, and then you can request or even send, um, you can request recycled ocean plastics. Um, there's now filament out there that you can get. There's already made filament. I, when I first started doing this, I almost had to make my own filament out of recycled ocean plastic, which is a whole other process. Um, but I think right now you can, you can, uh, find companies that will help you do that online pretty easily. There's a lot of people out there with 3d printers that are just sitting there, not doing anything, and they'll just produce things for you. Uh, it's it's actually great. There's a lot of marketplaces for that.
0: No, that's that's awesome. So everyone, hashtag SEOcean. Um, please follow, please engage, please take some of these tips. I think this is really awesome. Um, otherwise, if you want to keep tabs on Kevin, I recommend going to uh, peerlink.com and keeping tabs and maybe engaging and I'm really excited about what you're doing next, by the way. You have all of these great ideas. I'm just really excited to see what the, uh, what's next. We will see. We will. got to, so, got
1: to really double down on SEOcean first, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So, Kevin, thank you so much for, uh, for joining
1: us today. Thank you. It was great. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. And thank you so much to all of the listeners for the All Bound Awesomeness podcast brought to you by Impressive Solutions. Hope you join us again next time. Thank you so much. Bye now.